Hello, welcome to Unseeded. It's the weekly sports review show where none of our hosts have been sacked in the last week for holding an opinion. Cough, cough, BBC. Did you want to say hello, Fur? Yeah, I actually do. Hello. <laughs> Fantastic. So what, a sm- <laughs> what a smooth opening to this week's episode. <laughs> so yeah, obviously Indian Wells is happening this week. Um, have you watched any of it? Uh, yes, I watched uh, Pegula against Potapova. Nice. <laughs> I already say that. That's a good game, actually. It, yeah. was, it was fantastic. I, I enjoyed watching it yesterday. Yeah, I've got some notes about that. I was going to say it towards the end of the episode, but should yeah. we talk about it now? I loved that match. Maybe. It was really fun. It was really fun. I was yeah. like up and down because I, I really thought she was going to go down. Yeah, I mean, it, it. she was struggling with her forehand for a lot of the match, to be honest. Um, she went and got yeah. a racket restrung. A high attention, I believe it was, than it already was. It yeah. seemed that this happens a lot at Indian Wells anyway, where they just like constantly like change their tensions. Um, seems like an absolute nightmare of a place to play. Well, um, that's what Medvedev thinks, at least. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so, Potapova had a solid first set. Yes. I. She was like really good oh was she was like, fantastic um we're gonna do oh she was fantastic and she she carried on being fantastic right up until yeah. sort of moments that it really mattered um she really tightened up in her last service game of the second set and the same sort of happened in in the the final set as well which a bit disappointing but i mean she's young she's 21 yeah like the thing i really really like about Bagula is that She's so calm, you know. Like, yeah, she's I mean, so I mean, chill. I, I mean, you I could see the see frustration. Her, yeah, but I didn't see her like flinch, you know. Like it was a hard match. Every, anyone else would have been like yelling or like you know throwing rackets at your Djokovic or something, but she was so chill. I was yeah. like, I love her. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could, you could start to see the sort of frustration boiling over, which is, which is not very Pagula. Yeah, but... yeah, but like, I mean, that's understandable. But she was still yeah. like so like controlled, I think, um, I mean, for the circumstances. So, I mean, it, she has been sort of committed to the grind a little bit so far in this tournament. She's obviously because she had to come back from a set down against Camille Georgie as well. I don't actually know who she's got in the next round, but I'm sure we can do a quick bit of googling. Yeah. She's playing uh, Kvitova, actually. Kvitova. Ooh, that will be fun. Petra Kvitova. Um, yeah. That will be, yeah. That's going to be a good game as well. On, a, on another note of players that are, are grinding out the wins, normally at this moment we would mention Andy Murray, but uh, he's won in straight <laughs> sets. Um, I know. I was so surprised. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really afraid of Google because I haven't seen any of his matches. I was like, I don't want to Google it because I don't want to like just see he lost and just be sad. And then like I Google it and not only did he win, he won in straight. I was like, what? This is not Murray. This is not the Murray I know. Jeez. Well, he and, tweeted and he, that, didn't he? He was like, I forgot what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, I, everyone is winning in three sets as well. He just manages to do it in two. Yeah, weirdly, it was. I forgot what it felt like. Bosch. <laughs> Don't know what the Bosch was about. But yeah, uh, another player committed to the grind so far. We've got Maria Sakkari, who um, has done the exact same thing, having to come back from a set and a uh, set and well, it's a set and a breakdown against Shelby Rogers and then a set down against Kalanina. 
plays Pliskova in the next round, which is going to be tricky because Pliskova's made the quarters of both the Australian Open and Dubai so far this year. Um, but yeah, Zachary's just doing the exact same thing, coming back from a set down. But maybe should we move on and have a little bit more of a, a detailed chat about Andy Murray? Because he had a very Andy Murray opening set to the tournament in the first round against Thomas Echeverry. The set itself lasted an hour and 30 minutes. How did I mean, he do it? I mean, I know he's half robot now, but come on. Like, he's still, like, what? He's 35. Is it 35? Yeah. Jesus, he looks horrible. <laughs> what? I thought he was, like, 40 at least. <laughs> It's so rude. <laughs> he's actually 35. Are you kidding? No, he's 35. I'm, oh, I, was having, I, was having, I was having a conversation with my mum earlier. I was like, he's in really good shape. Oh. <laughs> what, oh I, think, I think Roger looks younger. Okay, no. Not even comparing <laughs> anyone looks to Roger Federer on this podcast with you. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't he a bit bald? What? Isn't he like balding? Some people do that. Yeah. I mean, you don't look 35 if you are, though. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. But yeah, no. Beyond that, I think it was very enjoyable in this first set. Obviously, Murray didn't win it. um, But in that first sense, get Etchberry, I was really enjoying his disbelief at the Hawkeye Live system. Um, It gave sort of Ostapenko in the Australian Open vibes. uh, Just looking at the lines and feeling like uh, <laughs> the line judges, not even the line judges, the line judging system <laughs> is, is cheating you out of a point. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, they are doing really good. Yeah. Of that hour and a half, I uh, say it was, it was, it was pretty standard six, one, six, four for Murray against Echeverry. But yes, second round, he defeated Radu Albot six, four, six, three. Straight sets, which nice. is remarkable. I mean, he was supposed to play uh, Karenia Buster, but he withdrew with injury, and so Albert was a lucky loser. Sort of kind of works well for Murray because you can be 100% certain that a Murray-Karenia Buster match would probably be 7-6, yeah. 6-7, 7-6, or something like Definitely. that. But yeah, third round... So later tonight and in the past, for those who are listening to this, so obviously we can't bring you the results because as ever, we record these on Monday night. He's playing Jack Draper. So that's the fifth Brits he's ever going to play on the tour. He's not yet played Draper on the tour. Um, but yeah, Draper, he beat uh, Dan Evans, a fellow Brit. They seem to be trying to knock the Brits out early, yeah, but not against each other. <laughs> Um, but I mean, Draper was very, very impressive. Somehow managed to find four hand winners, sort of seemingly from anywhere on the court. So yeah, I think they've trained a lot together anyway, and maybe yeah, even played against not. each other at the Battle of Brits. Very so well. they'll be familiar. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's enjoyable watching Andy Murray this year. You never yeah. know what you're gonna get. I um, I just I really love this sport. You can see. Andy Murray, like, playing, and Alcaraz playing. Like, we have, like, so many generations now. It's, like, a bit insane. Yeah, I mean, Alcaraz, I mean, in his press conference the other day, he was just, like, just sort of 
wants people to enjoy watching tennis. And I mean, very much you do when you watch Alcaraz. Yeah. Did you watch, a, have you seen any of his matches? I haven't actually. Um, I know that he beat Tanasi Kokonakis 6 3 6 3. Yeah, I feel like that, that one was a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the promising thing is that thus far, I've se- I'm, I mean, obviously I've watched the highlights and watched the full match, but thus far there doesn't seem to be. Oh, no. Sorry. Um, we're, I'm watching the Emma Raducanu match as we're talking, and she's just lost the second set. Um, uh, she's lost the second set, 6-2. We'll go back to talking about how Emma Raducanu's done in this tournament or how she's doing in a little bit when, when this match is actually finished. Um, but yeah, Alcaraz, he... So no real physical issues, despite the hamstring injury picked up at the Rio Open, which is, of course, good news. He can return to number one in the rankings, turns out, if he wins this tournament, yeah, Um, which is nice for him at least, probably not for Novak Djokovic. He faces 31st seed Talon Greek Sport in the next round, and I will have to admit, I don't know really um, much about Talon Greek Sport, Um, but... More interestingly, whoever wins that will face the winner of Murray Draper. And I very much want, so touch wood, I'm hoping for a Murray Alcaraz match because. Oh, what? Do you hate Murray? What? No, but like out of all the options, like come on, like that would be brilliant to watch. He's gonna, f- like, have you seen the energy on Alcaraz? He's like. When, uh, when, when they last played. On cocaine. You, what? Um, when, when, <laughs> he's gonna finish Murray. He's gonna. Like, you want like yeah, no, but no, no, no. When they last played Indian Wells, I'll have you know that Andy Murray won, and he threw in an underarm serve. So, oh gosh, that's that's something to be proud of, is it? That is, of course, something to be proud of. I know you get all caught up with underarm serves and drop shots. But... <laughs> cool, all them good. That's just, it's just disrespectful. Let's not just. I will let it go because it's Murray, but yeah. Still. Um. So yeah, I'm hoping for a Murray Alcaraz matchup. Rob from the editor thought I'd just provide a quick update, so our podcast isn't entirely out of date. So obviously, Murray Alcaraz will not be happening because Jack Draper beat Andy Murray late last night. Um, seven six six two. Uh, I mean, Jack Draper played very well. Once again, just hitting winners from all over the court a lot of the time. Um, nice resilience for Murray for a bit, but yeah, Jack Draper just played fantastically. So, I mean, Alcaraz and Draper will be a fascinating matchup as well, so I'm looking forward to that one. Another another number one seed, perhaps we should mention, Igus Fiontech. So, pretty tight match, actually, in the second round. So, Fiontech's first match, it was 6-love, six 6-1. Six her opponent got a game. Yeah. Um, oh, that's embarrassing. I mean, it's ego, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, it's re- I always find it really hard to try and talk about matches where a player is that dominant. It's like... Uh, there's not much to talk about. How long did that last? <laughs> it's like, what, what, what's your takeaway from that match? Oh, Igor Sviontek's quite a good tennis player. Yeah. I mean, I think it's... Also, I mean, obviously, I didn't see the match, but... Just like playing against like you know top ten, you you must feel so I don't know, like little. I think I would like if I was like even top fifty and I was playing a top ten player, I would feel so intimidated. 
Especially yeah. if you're playing like the number one. If you're playing the number one and you're playing a number one who has sort of made a thing of just beating everyone six love six one. Yeah. Then I mean, I guess at least like silver lining. It's not that humiliating because you're not the first or last. So it's like, okay. Yeah. But do you know what's exciting? Um, so I'm de- I think I'm gonna have it despite my illness today. Um, I'm I'm very ill today, so please send your sympathies. I think I might have a late night of tennis watching because not only is it Mari Draper, but it is Sriontek Andrescu. Mm. Yeah, so that should be exciting. Good today. Yeah, um, I believe the winner of that plays the winner of the current Raducanu Haddad Meyer match. So, um, oh. I would I would like to. I mean, once again, I'm gonna touch wood because i want this to happen but i would actually really like to see a radicanu and rescue match i think that'd be a really fun matchup have they Um, played like against each other i don't believe so Uh so two u.s open winners uh sort of since both since struggled after winning that maiden grand slam it's rob from the edit again just to highlight that there is another matchup that I mentioned last night that is not happening. I mean, Raducanu's got through to the fourth round. She beat Hadab Maya 6-1-2-6-6-4. But obviously, Igas Fiontek beat Bianca Andrescu 6-3-7-6. I mean, there were moments when Andrescu looked like she could take the um, second set, but unfortunately, it just wasn't the case. It was a very exciting match, but I just don't think Andrescu is quite there yet to be able to take on Igas Fiontek fully. Um, but yeah, so Emma Raducanu, Igas Fiontek. That is at least another exciting matchup. I'm not fully disappointed. It's just, can Raducanu win? Please, come on. Um, I mean, Andrescu did have a tougher second round match, obviously, than Igas Fiontek. Um came from set down against Peyton Stearns. But then again, I don't want to get too excited for this match because last time I got excited by a promising Canadian uh, playing Iga Siontek. It was uh, Lena Fernandez and it wasn't that much of a tight match in the end. <laughs> so <laughs> I eagerly watched that and then I'd sort of, it, it wasn't, I wasn't watching it for long. Um, oh, oh, wow. I did not realise that was happening. What? The current scoreline of Stan Wawrinka versus Holger Rune. Stan Wawrinka won the first set 6-2. Oh. And Holger Rune is currently trying to uh, serve to take it to a tiebreak. Sitsipas is out. Sitsipas? Oh, wh- what? When did that happen? Uh, Thompson defeated Sitsipas in his first match. <laughs> oh, in his first match? I completely missed that one. Seven six six four seven six. I just didn't keep an eye on Sitsipas because I saw his press conference saying that he didn't think he was going to go that far anyway. Oh, and he so was, I was right. Like, yeah. yeah, no. So I just <laughs> thought I, I, I just thought I didn't really need to keep an eye on Sitsipas because it was like, well, he's obviously not going to have a deep run, is he? No, um, yes, he's still bothered by that short. I mean, what, I mean, if 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 you don't feel like you're fit enough to play, why are you playing? I think this is just like a. a like a very hot topic amongst like tennis players and it like some people like most people believe that you know that's what an athlete does like they just mm. go like give their all like for them it's like a pride thing i think it's not like and also i guess in a way also for like whoever bought a ticket for that like they want to see a match 
obviously i think if it's like really extreme and you can you're like your health is on the line they wouldn't do it but they like to push themselves because like it's an opportunity you know and at the end of the day i mean so. if, if he's not fully recovered he's got surely there's a risk of making the injury worse yeah and i don't yeah we're, I, we're about we're about to go into the clay court swing which is his strongest surface so why why would he want to limit himself as he goes into his strongest surface yeah i guess what, what i don't get is why he would would he even go into the tournament like well, why yeah. would he even like i mean i get playing the match once you're in it but why even sign up but anyway this was thompson's first victory over Tsitsipas and second win of his career over a top 10 player so good for him Oh, I remember I did see that. I don't know why it just slipped my mind. Did you? Yeah, now I'm remembering it. Jordan Thompson. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're a high quality He model. lost today oh. against uh, Alejandro Tavillo. Oh. Should we try and figure out what's happened to Casper Rude? <laughs> we should, yeah. He's not won consecutive matches in any of the five tournaments he played this year. What's his excuse <laughs> i don't know so he, he had a pretty routine win against diego schwartzman who's struggling himself at the moment six two six three third round loss though to garine who won six four seven six it's kind of worrying because for him there's a lot of points to de- uh to defend next week from miami because he got to the final there last year so i i just find it a, a bit bizarre because he didn't have an off season because as soon as the season ended, sort of not long after that, he was out in South and Central America doing this exhibition tour with Nadal. And then when he finished doing that, he was doing a, some Middle East exhibition matches. Yeah. So he hasn't had an off season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he made it to the the, the ATP finals final. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's like a mental thing. I think it's. I think it's more just he didn't have an off season. He's not. He didn't have like a, a period where it's just like to get the fitness back. Get it's, it's. It's. It just seems bizarre. I mean, fair enough. If he drops points in Miami, I'm sure he can pick up more points in um, on the clay as he goes into that. Because I'm pretty sure he he had early defeats in Monte Carlo and was it Madrid last year. So it's yeah, like. You can pick up points there, but it it just seems just seems bizarre. Maybe you just need to take some time off and just figure out what you're doing. Can't do that now because you're going into Miami. But maybe you should have done that earlier. I don't. Yeah. I, I just I just feel like then it just seems like the off season is just not is is no longer a thing for a lot of players anymore. It's like they feel the need to play all these exhibition matches, and it's like what are these exhibition matches offering other than a giant paycheck? I think that's all they want. <laughs> I mean, they probably think they don't need an off season. Yeah, I know. He's he made two Grand Slam finals last year. I think he he think he's uh, made enough money. You know, I I don't know what's happening there. It's a shame. He seems like a very nice guy, Casper Ruud. Um, did have a short vacation in the Maldives. And and I did see an ATP tour video on YouTube where he was very good at guessing other players' grunts. <laughs> pretty much got all of them oh, right oh uh, wow. yeah very impressive another player that's coming in on good form but clearly is not a fan of the surface we've got Daniel Medvedev 
Um, yeah. Uh, second second round beat uh, Brandon Nakashima. Third round, he went the distance. It was 6-2-3-6-6-1 against Ilya Vashka. Um, not, ha- not happy with the court conditions. I think that's a pretty polite way of saying it. Um, <laughs> clearly doesn't like how slow the court's playing. I mean, it's like it, this Indian Wells, we're getting not only Medvedev, we're getting clay court Medvedev, aren't we? Um, I did. I did love the umpire's response to him complaining. I, do, I what, what was that again? Because I mean, so, did, so obviously Medvedev said he'll pee as slow as this court is saying he'll take twenty five minutes. Yeah, and he was telling like he's such a brat. He was telling the umpire like it's like you know he has personal control over that, and the umpire was like, "You have to be a professional," <laughs> which is so true. Like he was like parenting Medvedev and doing like, well, I mean. <laughs> You know, you just have to deal with it, like everyone else is. Not like it's his problem. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite funny. It's almost like, but I think that's sort of when Medvedev is at his best when he's sort of in this sort Matt. of like, yeah, when he's just really irritated at everything. Right. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, he's he's made sort of comments here and there in all of his victory speeches this year. So, um, did say uh, he was fearing playing Nadal mm. in the play season. So, we'll I mean, make a chance. Yeah. Uh, wait, you He's, said he was fearing playing Nadal. Yeah. I mean, so like, who, like who he, wouldn't? That's his biggest. No, like he's his biggest worry. Like Djokovic isn't, and it's Nadal that he's like dreading to play. To be fair, if I was an, a top ATP pro, I think the thing that would be keeping me up at night around this time of the year is that we're about to go into the clay court swing. Yeah, but like... I mean, it's interesting because I don't think Nadal's like in great shape. No, but he's he's from what it looks like with his social media, he is back on the court practicing, and yeah, he's but... he's practicing on clay. So it's like it's it's very much. It's the usual Nadal thing, which is like have as many injuries, but like make sure you are fit for the clay court swing. Or the only Grand Slam that you know you'll win. Like yeah, because I mean, if if he's fit enough Guaranteed to walk, Grand Slam you. <laughs> yeah, if he's fit enough to walk, then you he's sort of favourite for the French Open. Yeah, to be fair. Like, Do you not think he'll really retire the French Open? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I saw Zverev like earlier in the year say that that was what was going to happen. But yeah, and Nadal was mad about that. Yeah, I know, and it's just I like mean, fair enough. Where has Zverev got that from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Other than just sort of like wishing it to be true. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a very like safe assumption to make, but you shouldn't like if you're a player, you shouldn't just say it, you know? Because like obviously. This is an active player that you have to face at some point. A lot of people were saying that at last year's French Open that this was this could be the last, and it's just like, Uh, and he might retire after he wins. And there was like whole rumors and stuff like this. I remember there was this whole like conspiracy that like Federer had been flown into Paris for the final to like (laughs) be there for a retirement ceremony. It just wasn't true. And it's like, yeah, I think it's like I kind of just think a lot. He's like, I suppose, do we still call them the next gen? It's like, they just want these guys to retire because it's like, no, I think it's just never been able to beat them. It's just people like, 
I, I mean, I remember Roger, people were saying, like, when is he going to retire? And now that he retired, like, they're just, like, passing the ball along to, like, yeah. when Ronaldo yeah. retires, everyone's going to be like, oh, what about Djokovic? Like, yeah. when is he going to retire? You know, like, yeah, I guess I guess it is what you're saying. Like, they just want them gone so that someone else can win something for once. Oh, so Mukova has just beaten Travis Ann for 6-4, 3-6, 6-4. Ooh. That's some news. Um, this is amazingly. This is uh, Mukova's main draw debut <laughs> in the Wells, given her uh, injury problems. Mm. That's just come in. Yeah. Uh, come, 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 come to us. Come to us for uh, live match updates. <laughs> Two days <laughs> behind, um, because also uh, Rabakin has just beaten Paula Bedosa. Six three seven five. Ooh. So, Reba is over. Going back to yeah, Medvedev and a little bit to Zverev as well. They face each other in the next round. Oh yeah, that's going to be a good one. Obviously. That will be interesting. Yes. Um, somehow Zverev managed to lose the second set of his match against Rusevori six one, despite Rusevori only hitting two winners. Well, he's coming from an ankle injury. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he's like back well <laughs> I don't think he's back in shape. Methodist doesn't think he's back in shape either. <laughs> no. He said that in his interview. So um yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just see. They have a six six head to head though. Yeah, I know it will be. It will be. It will, it will be. It will be a spicy affair. I yeah. imagine uh, Medvedev will come out with. Something. I I think Medvedev will be so mad for some reason. And last time they played, do you remember who won? No, Zverev. Oh, was that the ATP Finals? Yeah, like a couple of years back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that'll be. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's been a while, and obviously he's he's injured, but we'll see. I think it's going to be a fun match. I'm looking forward to the drama. Um, it's you. Yeah, it I is. I want all the goss. It is what we live for, and into, I mean, you do need a bit of aggro from time to time in tennis. It's this what keeps what keeps things moving, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah sure. Daniel Medvedev. He absolutely provides the aggro that we need, yeah. um, but he provides it in a fun way. Um, yeah. Whether that it's like, is, I guess. The next curious? No, he's not the next curious because he's won something. Um, <laughs> oh, true, and he's not as talented. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another member of that next gen, in inverted commas, we should probably talk about. Matteo Berrettini lost his opening match against Taro Daniel seven six. Love six six three. Oh, that was the scoreline to Tara Daniel. That confused me for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. that if, if that was the scoreline, he would have won. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, Tara Daniel won seven six. Love six six three. Um, but then he went on to lose in the next round to Cam Norrie. Um, he was a set and a break up against Cam Norrie. Uh, oh. I think it was set and four one up. Um, but then uh, Cam Norrie decided that he was going to start hitting his forehand very, very well. Uh, basically just pushed Tara Daniel back, dominated with his lefty forehand. It was kind of interesting. Um, still find uh, Cam Norrie's backhand a bit weird myself. Uh, 
still struggle watching it at times <laughs> but yeah trying to think of other interesting matches oh coco goff yesterday she won the battle of the teenagers oh who did she play against she beat linda noskova oh yeah the sort of promising young czechs another 18 year old it's well, well i say another 18 year old coco goss birthday today um oh. yeah she's 19 now but yeah, she won six four six three. She's, I think I like Coco Golf has been a teenager for like ten years now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the second time that Coco Golf has played someone younger than her. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's so young. <laughs> but it's it. She's so young, but it's just like she's been here forever. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I can never quite get my head round. Like how she is still so young, and, and but, so much time has happened. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. Also earlier today, I was watching uh, Caroline Garcia uh, defeat Layla Fernandez six four six seven six one. Pretty Wait. routine. Six four six uh, seven six one. Uh, I, uh, I, despite the confusion then. of the last one, I do understand how tennis <laughs> scoring works. No, I was having a hard time understanding that. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty routine first set win for Caroline Garcia. Second set was very close. Um, Garcia's first serve just sort of dropped a little bit and like the percentage dropped. Uh, Fernandez just did really well just to keep her serve close, like keep winning her serve, get to a tie break, and then she just won the tie break. Um, but then the third set was, yeah, just like Caroline Garcia was like, yeah, I want to win this now. Um, and then she went and won it. Um, yeah, uh, so she plays Serana Castella in the next round. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, there are all the news. Barinka lost the second set. So now, once oh. at all, oh. love, Rune. Wow, we are really good at bringing live tennis news. Yeah, to... so interesting. Probably about two weeks we late. We should live stream. Two, not two weeks, two days late. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should live stream. Um, yeah. Get ourselves jobs as tennis commentators. Yeah, um, we'll be the Federer of Wimbledon. Yeah, well, I don't know. Apparently, you might not be doing that now. Yeah, I read um, that. I'm a bit scared. Yeah, I mean, they've re- they've they've officially replaced Sue Barker. Claire Balding is mm. going to be the main presenter. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Claire Balding is a very good BBC presenter, um, and she doesn't tweet any controversial opinions about the government. Say. So, uh, <laughs> She's safe. That's all my notes so far for the tournament, because obviously we've only had two rounds and half the third round so far, or just over half the third round. Obviously, next week we'll be able to bring you reaction to the winners of the tournament. Yeah, we'll see if Raducanu's wrist injury is all right now, I guess, because she did have... What did she play before this match? She had the... Oh, yes. We should talk about Emma Raducanu. I I have notes on Emma Raducanu. It's just I was hoping that she would finish this bloody match before we started wanting to wrap up. Just hurry up and win. Why did you have to lose the second set, Melon? Um, Okay. Probably should not just call the uh, British number one a Melon on the... uh... Probably not, yeah. On the podcast, on that's, gonna, that's going to endear me to British tennis fans, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, so first round, she beat Danka Kovinic 6-2-6-3. Both those sets, she went two love down, um, but then just played really intelligently to recover um, and just win the sets basically from that point. Um, hmm. 
yeah, sort of mixed in some loopier balls and just uh, just sort of mixed up, drew one forced errors and from Kovinic, which was good. And then second round, she defeated Magdalenette 7-6-6-2. So that is the first time since September that Raducanu has won consecutive matches. Lynette is uh, Raducanu's highest ranked win since the 2021 US Open. As things stand, uh, as I'm saying this, it could all change. Um, uh, So she did trail uh, 4-1 in the first set, but then uh, same thing happened again. She sort of started mixing it up just to break a bit of rhythm, which is just playing really intelligent tennis at the moment. The wrist is interesting because she was hitting quite flat. Um, so that suggests the wrist might still be a problem because it's uh, obviously yeah. not as whippy. That's the technical term. So, but I mean, after five games, despite being 4 1 down, and maybe this was the thing, it sort of suited uh, Lynette's counter punching. But I saw a stat that, just, like, after five games, her average forehand speed was 80 miles per hour, uh... which is quite pacey. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so power's not an issue. But yeah, as things stand, she's currently playing Haddad Mai, who herself had a bit of a difficult two-and-a-half-hour match against uh, Siniakova. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first set, Emma was pretty unplayable. I sort of finished watching that as we started recording. I mean, just hitting winners constantly off the forehand side, um, mostly to Haddad Mai's backhand. Um, but we're still mixing it up a little bit. Second set, obviously, had a my one six two. Um, took a bit more control and just just sort of was able to dominate with her own power. Um, but yeah, as as things stand, it's two two. Yeah, this is the limitations of of a podcast, uh, and unfortunately, we're still a very new podcast. Oh, that was an amazing winner. Um, <laughs> so unfortunately, we're still a very new podcast. So. Uh, yeah, we just need more subscribers and then we can eventually just get paid for watching tennis. Um, <laughs> that's the dream. Uh, we want we want our press passes. We want to be in California right now. The weather's a bit <laughs> nicer out there. <laughs> Although the courts aren't, allegedly. No, I mean, I, I'm not there to play. I'm there to watch tennis, so I'm fine with the courts. I don't care. I'll uh, take as long uh, as I want to. We'll, we'll want to have a little game in one of the courts. I don't think they just let people rock up and play on the Indian Wells courts. Well, if we have press passes, we might. No, we'll hit up Medvedev while he's like training, and we'll be like, "Hey, do you mind?" And he'll probably be like, "No, I don't know who you are." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I, I, I feel like we might as well. Is there anything you want to talk about? Was there any matches you watched? Uh, no, besides the Pagula one. I do mm. want to watch Medvedev Esverev. Uh, I watched mm-hmm. like I saw Emma Raducanu's. Obviously, she called the the medical personnel, um, and then like the on court interview, they were like asking about the wrist, and she was like, "Not having it. Like, I'm not gonna talk about it." Well, I think I think from what I saw anyway, the trainer just came on to give her a painkiller. Yeah, but why not just say that? You know. Like, Maybe she didn't want... Oh, my God. How many overheads is she having to hit? Oh, my God. I mean, we'll see, I guess. Oh, my God. Hey! <laughs> Sorry, I just watched Emma Raducanu hit about, like, four overheads in a row. No. Because <laughs> I had my kept getting there. I guess that is it for today. 
yeah, I think I think that's it for today. Unfortunately, I would I would love to to mention the result of this match. It's a fascinating. I mean, it's still match. still going to be quite old for the time people listen to this. So. No, but it's a really good. They match. will I want know. To talk about it more. <laughs> I, it's I've probably been slightly distracted throughout this entire recording because I've got on one screen I've got our faces. And then on the other screen, I've got uh, the far more interesting, no offense, tennis match. Speak it's more for interesting. yourself, Rob. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I mean, I like the tennis match is quite interesting, um, which is why you should become a subscriber to Unseeded, because then we can be paid, hopefully one day, to watch interesting <laughs> tennis matches. <laughs> Yeah. With press passes. At um, some point in life, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be able to pretend that I've somewhat got a job in watching tennis in uh, towards the end of May because I'm going to the, hopefully, Wednesday when the tickets drop, uh, hopefully going to the French Open again. Nice. So that should be fun. Go watch yeah. some tennis there. We've already planned what we're going to do each day. Try, I think we're doing two days on alternating sides of the draw on Chatria because the aim is to see Nadal. Mm. Um, go on Long Glen, go on Simone Mathieu. I'm doing an outside court day because that's fun. Bring SPF. Yeah, I got very sunburnt last year. I remember. It was, it was very painful. <laughs> um, and then, unfortunately, I didn't get any Wimbledon tickets for this year. But I'm going to try last minute like I did or even join the queue. Me too. So I'll see you at Wimbledon. Well... Are we going? I mean, we're not. You see me before Wimbledon. Like we're still doing this <laughs> podcast weekly, aren't we? Oh, I'll see you in person, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing I'll this podcast until you. Wimbledon, apparently. Um, I'll turn my camera off so you don't see me until Wimbledon. <laughs> that'd be really weird. Then I'm just talking to like an F. <laughs> but yes, so yeah, uh, this is it for this week. Unfortunately, thank you very much for listening. Do follow us on Twitter. Nobody does that. Each week, I'm hoping after one episode, I'll get one follower on Twitter. (laughs) It never happens. If you have a Twitter account, follow us. Maybe nobody has a Twitter account. Maybe that's the problem. (laughs) It's at Unseeded Pod. It's not that hard. It's the name of our podcast. Um, but yeah, please go follow us on Twitter. Um, there's an email address there. You can email us, which no one else has done either. Um, but I mean, please don't email us because I don't check the email address and I can't be bothered if people start emailing us. Um, cause I have to edit and promote this podcast because fur doesn't do anything. I'm here. Brilliant. But not, not for two weeks cause you're swanning off on holiday in April. And May. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah so yeah follow us on twitter email us if you want but most importantly subscribe to our podcast and leave us a favorable rating we we hit a milestone over the last week yeah we have now got over a hundred all-time listeners oh gosh that's a lot but thank you everyone who listened i mean i don't know uh hopefully after this week i won't have to do like a little um aside right at the end of the podcast where I had to apologize because there was a guitar um noise throughout the entire podcast. What? <laughs> there was a there was a guitar because no- because my dad was playing guitar in the room next oh, to us. Oh really? And you could just hear guitar in the background of the entire episode. <laughs> well as long as not like 
Disney or we'll, they'll take down the podcast. <laughs> it was, it was, I believe he was probably playing Oasis. Okay, I think they're chill. <laughs> well, they're not a thing anymore. Um, <laughs> well, don't say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, this shouldn't have happened this week because um, my family were all out at a George Ezra concert. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're just chit-chatting now. This is not about tennis anymore. No, no. But anyway, thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a good rating. Sorry we couldn't report on what happened in this Radicani match, but I'm going to go watch I think, that. I think you're trying to make time to just to, for this to finish, and it's not going to happen. I basically am. I'm, I'm trying to create enough filler so it's this not match gonna will happen, finish. Rob. We'll, <laughs> we'll have to talk about it next week. We will have to. Um, but, yeah, next week we'll obviously be back. We'll be talking about the winners of Indian Worlds, and we'll be previewing Miami. So yeah. thank you for listening, and thank goodbye. You. Bye.